Is it music for the masses? Um, no. Hello and welcome back to Isopod, the isolation podcast. Music is always courtesy of Sacred Lime. I'm Jack, joined by Corey. Um, we are coming to you live once again after a little long hiatus from our last episode. Um, mostly due to the holidays, it gets a little hectic this time of year, but um, Corey, how we doing? Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy holidays. Yeah, it's been a little while. Uh, we weren't anticipating that happening, but it's also been a pretty slow month in music in general in December. Uh, lots of time. Yeah, yeah. A lot of time for us to go over our year of the end of the year lists and uh, kind of finalize that. So we appreciate yeah. a little bit of the break. Thank you, artists. But uh, ex- excited for some exciting new releases coming up in January. Uh, looks like yeah. it should be a s- more exciting start to the year than it was this past year. So weekend <laughs> coming out with new music. Earl Sweatshirt, I believe, is also scheduled to drop uh, later in January. So should be a big month. Should be a yeah. big year. I. I really appreciated not a lot of music dropping this last month, the last couple of weeks, just because I think I missed a lot of albums, and I actually went got to go back and and uh, revisit some albums that I that I listened to, maybe like once through, and I don't I I never felt like I gave it like a full like, I don't know like let it sit with me as as much as I would have liked to, um, and so I kind of went back and made a list of some of the albums that um, that I felt like I missed out on a little bit that I was hearing other people really getting a lot out of. And so I really enjoyed doing that. Um, but yeah, this episode is pretty much all dedicated to, uh, our end of the year lists. We have completely different lists. We don't know each other's lists. So we're going to go through our top 10 albums and songs of 2021. Um, we're going to start with, um, albums and then we're going to finish up with our favorite tracks um i'm sure we could probably guess as to some of the songs and albums that are going to be on each other's list but um again we have i have absolutely no idea what Corey uh has chosen this is um uh we just talked about this the first this is the first year i think I think this is going to be the first year of Isopod where Corey and I have different number one albums. Yeah, dating back to Good Kid Zag City, I think our last year of doing the written reviews, uh, Taboo mm-hmm. was our favorite album by Denzel Curry. That was 2018. Then 2019, yeah. Igor we both put as our top album by Tyler, the Creator. Yeah. And then last year with uh, yeah. Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, so yeah, we're going to get right into the list I have one thing before that, with the exception, uh, we, we have one artist who's reached out to us on our uh, Instagram page and has yep. been asking us to listen and review his music, and we haven't had a episode in a while, but he released his debut record, Hold On For Dear Life, uh, late in November, I believe it was November 26th, um, this is 4200 Corey, he's a rapper from Indianapolis, Indiana, just 20 years old, and he's just got... I think I was looking 230 monthly listeners on Spotify. Most of his songs have less than a thousand listens. And I'm here to tell you that uh, they deserve a lot more than that. And I, I will be running up that total a little bit. I just got my first listen in to today, but it was a, a, lot, a lot better than I expected. Um, yeah, com- that's great. Coming from, uh, yeah, an unknown artist. Um, we, we've gotten a couple messages like that and 
um, yeah, this has certainly been the, the most impressive um, that I've listened to. Uh, Mobby's piece um, slash Let Me Go was kind of the standout track for me. If I had to pick one, uh, kind of a two-parter, yeah. it's got a beat switch as we are uh, known to like on Isopod. And yeah, I, I thought it was pr- pretty pretty damn polished for a, for a debut artist from, with, with someone uh, who, I mean, it looks like he's been putting out singles for a while, but um, I, I was impressed by this. Uh, definitely uh, kind of growing up... Uh, kind of stories like almost akin to uh his his version of good kid mad city or something like that uh lots of personal Mm. uh narratives and you know he's got the voice memos um from girls and stuff like that so uh good debut so yeah 4200 Corey. yeah maybe we'll have him on the iso on isopod sometime but uh for now check that one out and we will get right into our list jack do you want to start us off I will. Yeah, sure. With number 10? Um, yeah. Drum roll, please. Number 10. Um, yeah, so this this album um, is Roadrunner by Brockhampton. Whoa. Um, this was uh, an album that um, I enjoyed, I think, quite a bit on first listen. Uh, the more that I... This is one that I think grew on me more and more as the as the year went along. I had I have a couple of of those on on my list actually. That tends to happen with um end of the year lists for me. Um but I mean Buzzcut is, you know, like Brockhampton's kind of been known at this point to I think have just absolute energetic bangers to start off albums. That's kind of their their shtick at this point, I think. And Buzzcut is probably my f- yeah it's 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 my favorite intro Brockhampton song Whoa. to an album um so yeah i mean so many great songs on here count on me bankroll um great features also um they haven't really had a lot of features on other albums this is one that i think has a ton and they all hit for me um jpeg mafia uh delivers a great verse asap rocky um, ASAP Ferg. Um, yeah, just really, really great, um, great listen. And I think it was a kind of a nice comeback from, uh, for the, for the boys of Brockhampton this year. Very nice. Uh, my 10th favorite album of the year is A Martyr's Reward by Ka. Um, this one mm. kind of flew under the radar a little bit. Ka's known for, um, very, how shall I put this uh, subdued uh, album releases? Like uh, traditionally, he hands out his records no out. <laughs> on the streets of Brownsville, and then it appears on Spotify a couple months later. Uh, in this case, I think he put it on his personal website or Bandcamp first back in like July or something. I didn't even hear this until I think it was August, maybe, that I told you about that it hit streaming. And yeah. much like um, every Caught album I've heard, I was absolutely blown away. Um, it's got the kind of quiet, raspy, spoken flows of, yeah, the 49-year-old Caught from Brownsville. Um, there's there's no thematic metaphor. Um, like, he's kind of done on his last couple albums. There was the biblical verses um, of that he tried to weave into the, 
Descendants of Cain album from 2020, one of my favorites, or the Greek mythology on Orpheus and this versus the Sirens. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. it's still a very complex and metaphorical, um, lots of double meanings galore, but um, kind of focuses on the Brownsville community and his rise as someone who kind of defied odds in a shitty area. So... Um, mm. Once again, God just doesn't disappoint, and no. I loved it on first listen. And the thing about Ka is, every listen you're gonna pick up something new. So that that's totally that's why his albums always stand the test of time with me because you can keep on going back to them, and it's different, and you're learning. So yeah, he's he's a wordsmith and a great storyteller, um, no doubt, no doubt, and always flies under the radar. But that's just that's kind of how he rolls, huh? Um, okay, so moving on from there, number nine for me, this is um, The House is Burning Ooh. by Isaiah Rashad. Um, this is his follow-up album to uh, The Sun's Tirade, which, uh, what was that, 2016, Corey? 2016, five long years. Yeah, five long years between that and this album. Um, and, I mean, The Sun's Tirade, it's... It's always tough to follow up an album. I, I would imagine for an artist who puts out an album like Sun's Tirade, that album is, um, I think, going down in, uh, I don't know, I think it's one of my favorite hip-hop albums in the last 10 years. Um, and Corey, of course, was the one that showed, showed that one to me. And um, I think The House is Burning is, um, I think, as good as you can do for a follow-up from that from that album. Um, I love the energy that Zay brings on a bulk of these tracks. Um, just like Brockhampton, I think the features on here hit really well. Um, specifically, I, I can't get a, can't get away from that Duke Deuce feature on lay with you. That was the, um, uh, the lead single for, for this album. Um, and RIP young is still a song that I, I continue to go back to. Um, but also, I mean, I, th- th- this album is very, uh, um, I think, um, yeah, just like it's got a lot more energy than I think the Sun's Tirade does in terms of like uh, um, just like Southern, I think, like bass driven in your face kind of kind of style. Um, and yeah, I. But he also has, you know, he brings a lot of his storytelling ability that he that he showcased on Sun's Tirade um, on a lot of these songs, like the, the finishing track, HBTU, um, I think is the perfect closer, um, Chad. Um, so, yeah, I think I think this album. Um, it's just it's an album that I've continued to go back to throughout the year. Um, and yeah. It's number nine for me. Sweet. Number nine for me is I Know I'm Funny, Haha by Faye Webster. Uh, mm. It's a folk indie album, I'd say, kind of bordering on country at times. I, I think it's just kind of the sound of the haze that we've been stuck in in 2021 where COVID persists and time doesn't really feel real. Um, she kind of adopts this same mundane speed tone rhythm throughout the song or throughout the album even though i mean there, there's definitely 
definitely a differentiation between the songs, but the the rhythm and and feel of it it, it kind of sweeps by you if you're not listen, listening carefully. So, mm. um it's got this really dry humor um that I appreciate throughout um in 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 a lot of ways um it it kind of felt similar to that Punisher album by Phoebe Bridgers uh for me just in kind of the sadness of it with the witty humor um and her songwriting yeah. style but um yeah I really enjoyed this one Nice uh number 8 for me is the man that continues to not miss and that is James Blake with Friends That Break Your Heart um I think I mean he had he had that EP that he dropped in 2020 um, before, and I loved every. I was debating putting that on my end of the year top album list, even though it's an EP, just because of how amazing every song on that was. But um, so glad that he came back with a full length album this year, um, and this one's heartbreaking, man. I mean, he's got he's got some songs on here that really dive into some some really heavy stuff. Life is not the same as uh, my favorite one on here probably and that's all about James losing a really close friend of his um and yeah I mean he really he really goes in on a lot of a lot of things that he sounds like he had to deal with during COVID um and just just losing people around him um not to say that that that's what the entire album's about but um I mean th- this is Assume form is his last album that he put out, and um, I think this is this is just as just as great. Uh, really enjoyed this. Very nice. At eight, I have Angelic Hoodrat Supercut, uh, the album by Kenny Mason, uh, young Atlanta rapper rocker. I I really am gonna keep on calling him a rocker because he has some really epic rock star yes. moments <laughs> on this record uh, with Ball with a number of the singles he released uh beforehand i'd say this is the biggest surprise for myself on this i mean that kind of sounds silly but he came out with angelic hoodrat last year um which is a different album sort of confusing um and there's two songs that really stuck out to me on that one that i had on repeat and listened to but as as a whole it was just kind of all over the place and not really an enjoyable record and this is just so much more focused and refined um, it helps that he has Denzel Curry and Freddie Gibbs on features. I don't, I mean, obviously, uh, he's, he's kind of hit the, the, not mainstream, but, uh, kind of getting some of those big name rap features that at least we look at, um, Angel White on Titan was also just stunning. Um, and yeah, he, he, I feel like I've kind of been attracted to a different type of rap recently, um, Mm-hmm. as we'll kind of get into it on this list, but there aren't like a lot of hungry new rappers out there um, like this that, that I'm a big fan of. So um really like this record is, is, is what I'm, ex- is what I have to say. And I, I think he's kind of paving his own lane and he's young and exciting. Yeah. And I don't, I, I just don't feel like there's a lot of rappers like him right now. Totally. Yeah. I think the, to me, the biggest comp, to him is JPEG Mafia, but even then, I don't even know if that's completely accurate. Um, just because the way that they both handle their music is just so unlike anybody else in hip hop, I think. That's interesting. Um, but anyway, uh, moving on from there, number seven. Number seven. Uh, for me, that is um, my favorite album for a while. This was this was um, an album that 
I loved at the start of the year and just continue to love, um, even, I mean, obviously still today, and that is Tyron by Slow Tie. Um, this was the first one of the year, and just like, you know, we've been saying, um, the start of the year was just so slow in terms of the amount of really good music that was coming out, and um, I think that just made me continue to go back to this album just because it was really the only really good um, body of work that I felt like was out at that time. Um, and yeah, I mean, slow tie just, just killed this album. I think, um, canceled was, uh, a song that, uh, and even the, the music video is insane, but this, this song Skepta. goes nuts. It's a uh, Skepta. Gosh, uh, man, what I wouldn't do to be in a British club when this song comes on, goodness <laughs> gracious. Um, Maza, Vex, like so many songs that just like hit so hard. And I'm sure he, Slow Tie, planned this on purpose where the first half of this album, the first disc, is just a bunch of banger after banger after banger. And then disc two is very slow, more melodic um, tracks, which also hit really hard. You've got that song with Dominic Fike and Denzel Curry um, that, that, Corey and I both loved, um, and then Deb Never with that feature on Push. Yep. Uh, um, yeah, Deb, another really great up and coming artist. So, um, yeah, just phenomenal. Probably my favorite slow tie record to date. I think. I think it, this one surpassed his um, his previous. I forget. I'm blanking on the other album. Nothing great about has. Britain. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this this one's phenomenal. I'll jump into my seventh favorite album of the year. It was. Tyron by Slow Tie, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I don't have a ton to add. Where where I think I liked Nothing Great About Britain a lot more than you did. Um, that was a kind of overtly political record about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it came out right after Brexit. It's taken a lot of shots at Boris Johnson, and so that yeah. was kind of his. I mean, it was his debut album. It was his first album, and it kind of gained a lot of popularity. And so, this follow up was. A lot more personal. Um, you you kind of talked about the duality of the first and second half um, from the angsty right. bangers that we were kind of used to on Nothing uh, Great About Britain. And then the second half kind of was slower, thoughtful side that we, we hadn't really seen as much from Slow Tie. So yeah, I, I'm right with you. This this is, I guess, the other uh, young up-and-coming rapper on on my list that I'm looking out for. Yeah, yeah, always. Slow Tie is um, easily on my radar now. Um, loving everything he's putting out. Uh, moving on from there, number six. Number six on my list is the new JPEG Mafia album, um, LP. And like Corey and I talked about in our episode when we reviewed this album, he put out an online and an offline version of this album. I still can't decide which one I like more. Because they're both just, they're both amazing. Um, and I've, ever since I heard Veteran, I've enjoyed every album that Peggy's put out. Um, I'm trying to decide whether, I I think Veteran's still my favorite, but this one, this one's so, I mean, forward thinking and uh, uh, just super, like, uh, it's just different, man, like, I mean, like you were saying with Kenny Mason, I don't, I can't really think of another 
hip-hop artist who's doing anything like Peggy is right now. I mean, this guy's, like, in a league of his own right now. Um, and this this whole album from, you know, front to back is just full of um, songs that I think are why I started to love Peggy in the first place. Veteran is um, just so out there, and that's why I was so drawn to it. But this is, um, uh, I think this is a lot more... Uh, I don't know if this is the right term, user-friendly, I guess. Like, it, you know, I think anybody could really get into some of the tracks on here, whereas Veteran, it's, you know, you got to you gotta really, I, really I would dig definitely <laughs> disagree with that, but, <laughs> I mean... Oh, I, you think I, Veteran's I like, more accessible? I don't think... I think JPEG Mafia is the least accessible rapper that exists. I mean, I, I think some of those EPs oh, right. yeah. were certainly where he was doing a lot more softer auto-tune stuff, but that that's not... That doesn't even show up as much on this. So, I, I mean, I could see it. Maybe more than veteran, but still, I, I wouldn't point it to someone yeah, who's I mean, not, that's not a, saying a, lot. a like, rap vet, vet, aficionado yeah, already. Well, veteran's just, like, so out there, man. Like, it, this is, this is, I think, just as experimental, but I think it's a little more accessible. I mean, you've got, like, songs like Bald, I think any, I think any hip-hop fan can really get into, yeah, that's personally. But, rebound? Yeah, Rebound, um... Dirty, I think, is another really great... Anyway, um, yeah, so this is number six. Really great, great LP from from Peggy. I think every album that he's put out, it's been on my end-of-the-year list, so um, he just keeps putting out great music, in my opinion. Next on my list, at number six, I have Bo Jackson by Boldy James and The nice. Alchemist. Um, most Much like uh, The Price of Tea in China last year, I think that ended up in my top ten, um, but... Mm-hmm. Boldy was just born to rap. I, I think he could roll out of bed, roll out of the womb, and just start spitting. Uh, he, he put out four albums in 2020, and yeah. I, I, I just feel like he could rap about a everyday trip to the grocery store and make it sound dope with his just laid-back <laughs> flow. And, and But, like, of course, he's got a world of, or a lifetime of stories to tell, and... Uh-huh. Alchemist kind of test the limits. I think a lot more on this on this record. Um, the Alchemist collabs with a lot of artists, um, and I tend to like all of them. But I I always enjoy like the second or third like Alchemist collab because I feel like he really starts to push the limits and kind of uh, test test what uh, what a rapper is able to handle. And I I just thought this was a really cool record and. I yeah, I yeah I, I it's really grown on me recently, uh, and part of that is they just released a second like, I'm almost gonna call it a deluxe because it it kind of felt like leftovers from this called Super Tech Mobo, and even that record so was just leagues ahead of ninety nine percent of the rap albums I heard this year. So mm-hmm. um, that that kind of had me going back to this one and really catapulted it up my list. Nice. Uh, number five, number five for me is the new, uh, the Tyler, the creator album. Call me Call if you get me lost. If you get lost. Uh, yeah. Um, of course this is the up to Tyler's, um, oh, Grammy award winning album, Igor. And, uh, this album I think is like. Tyler basically just like it's him just kind of bragging about like it's just his time in the sun that's kind of what it feels like it's a lot of him 
um, just saying like how far he's come versus like where he was, you know, even like back in like the odd future, odd future days when like, um, a lot of people were like making fun of him for the music he was putting out. And, um, yeah, I think this is just like a coming of age album for him. Um, and it's still just, it's, it's amazing. I love the, the, um, the kind of storyline, uh, that this album takes you on, uh, you know, a lot of the time it just feels like you're like in the mountains somewhere with, with Tyler. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like he he just takes you on this on this journey of uh, of his success and uh, um, yeah, I, some some of my favorite Tyler tracks are on this album. Uh, What's your name? One of my favorites. Um, the the one with Brent Fias. Uh, it's like a ten minute track, sweet. And uh, I thought you wanted to dance. Another great one. Um, got a, got some great features on here too. I love the Uzi Pharrell feature on Juggernaut too. So um, that's number five. Very nice. At number five, I have "We're All Alone in This Together" by Dave, uh, another British rapper. Um, he talks. He raps about everything from 90s genocide in Yugoslavia to domestic violence to suicide. He doesn't really shy away from any topic or leave any stone unturned. Um, he has these this kind of unique ability to contextualize broad issues or personal stories in a way that's just, I don't know, I, I felt crystal clear to the listener. Um, I, I, I hadn't listened to Dave before. This is his second album. He's British Nigerian rapper, and I, I have a feeling if I had listened to Psychodrama back in 2018, 2019, whenever that dropped, that would have ended up very high on my list because I mm-hmm. am pretty obsessed. And I mean, he's he's mm-hmm. talking about these very, you know, big issues, as I'm saying, but this this one doesn't feel like, like, like on first listen, I was like, holy shit, and like, I got it, and... I I can go back and listen to it and appreciate mm. it, but it he he leaves it all out there for you. It's not quite as metaphorical as like a Ka or even or even like a Bo Jackson, Boldy James. But um, mm-hmm. I I really appreciate his rapping style. He's refined. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I thought that um, that I had told you about Psychodrama when he when he dropped that. I I somebody else told me about that album a couple months after he dropped that, and I listened to it and I thought I told you about it, but. Um, I guess not. It slipped past me. Maybe, maybe I ignored you. Guess, <laughs> guess so. Um, all right. Number four, number four for me is the, uh, the Dijon album. Absolutely. This Ooh. is a short and sweet debut full length album from Dijon. The artist who, uh, was put on my radar by Corey on our amazing trip to Japan a couple years ago. Um, I'll never forget, I will never forget listening to Dijon for the first time on the flight to Tokyo, and Corey just leaned over to me and he was like, you gotta listen to this song, (laughs) I've had this on repeat for a week, you have to listen to it, and um, yeah, that's Nico's Red Truck, of course. Um, Lucas Rec, I'll I'll give him credit. Lucas, okay, of course, (laughs) of course, it's Lucas Rec. Um, but this one's only a little over a half hour long. And I remember when we were listening to it, I was like, gosh, I wish this was, this was longer, but it's the, it's the perfect length. 
It's it really is like every song on here. It's perfectly placed. The transitions in this album are just impeccable. Um, it it's just like it it feels like he's recording the album, uh, like as you're. It, it's he's like in the living room, your living room, recording this album as you listen to it. It's like it it feels that close, um, and that organic. Um, yeah, some highlights from this one. The dress really stuck out to me. Noah's highlight reel. Um, we had singles like Rodeo Clown and Many Times that promoted the album that were just amazing. Um, if you have not listened to this, it's a short album. It's worth every listen. Yeah, I'd recommend this one to anyone. Very accessible and very good. <laughs> yep. At four, I have home video by lucy dacus um nice she sings in in a very autobiographical um way way on this album very direct linear stories of of growing up in richmond virginia kind of the rigid rigidity of her christian upbringing and a lot of her young flawed relationships um her songs like VBS, especially Brando, Thumbs, kind of put you into a very specific place and time, um, which I really enjoy. Kind of like, kind of like a home video, uh, but makes sense. I, I enjoyed this album a lot. It 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 came out. I remember I was in Toledo. Abby had showed up in July, and first listen. Liked it a lot, and it's it's only grown on me since. Um, yeah, so. cool. Lucy All Davis. Right. Well, we're we're in the we're in the top three right now. Moving right along. Um, number three for me is uh, Big Red Machine. Whoa. With how long do you think it's going to last? Of course, Big Red Machine is the iconic duo of Aaron Dessner and Justin Vernon. Um, two guys who. I think are just doing things in music right now that are just, um, they're just everything they touch is turned to gold. So, um, this of course is their follow up to their debut big red machine album, the self-titled album. Um, when I was listening to this for the first time, I, this is one of those moments where you listen to an album and you just like, remember how you felt. Um, you know, like as I listen to this album now, I remember how I felt the first time that I heard these songs, um, all the way through. And of course it was, you know, during, um, uh, one of, uh, our listening sessions, Corey and I listened to music almost every Thursday night. And, uh, I remember texting him when we were listening to this and I was like, I'm just like, I feel like I'm just like in another place right now. This, this, this album is, it just did not miss with me. Every song, um, I, I loved, there was not a song on here that I did not enjoy. Um, uh, and in, in pure Justin Vernon fashion, you know, he, he has some, and Aaron Dester, obviously too. Uh, the collaborators on this album are perfect. Um, love the Ben Howard, uh, Ben Howard feature. Taylor Swift has two features on here back to back. Um, Fleet Foxes, just really, really solid, solid album. Um, little over an hour long. So it's a, it's a bit longer than I think they're self-titled, but uh, worth every listen. Very nice. My third favorite album 
the aforementioned The House is Burning by Isaiah Rashad. Um, yeah, not, not much to add. It was my most anticipated release in a long time. And sure. somehow it lived up to my expectations. Um, <laughs> in five years, Isaiah that. relapsed, hit rock bottom, and rose from it. And I think all the elements I- I've loved from Sylvia Demo and the Sun's Tirade were on here. We had SZA. <laughs> we had uh, his kind of slurred, slippery f- flows, jazz production. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, kind of like you said, I, I think... Songs like Hey Mist, uh, Claymore, HBTU kind of showed elements of a new uh, Isaiah Rashad. So I, I, totally. I love this one. All right. Uh, top two. Number two for me, that is Donda by Kanye West. Wow. Um, aside from my number one album, this was the most played i would just have this album this album is almost two hours long if you haven't listened to it it's almost two hours long and um i would just sometimes just put this album on and just have it like like as soon as it would finish i would just have it just restart um i could not get enough of these songs i mean it's a hot Controver- maybe controversial opinion. I don't know. These are some of my favorite Kanye songs I've heard in a long, long time. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm like going through the track list even now and I'm just like, there's not a, like, it, every song is just so forward thinking and uh, typical Kanye, you know, it's just so unexpected. Um, and he was able to make an album that, uh, doesn't i mean it's a hip-hop album for almost two hours that doesn't uh is like a completely clean album which i mean i don't i don't know the i feel like that's pretty significant for an album like this to be just like so highly regarded um or just for me like like a hip-hop album that's just like so that i just love so much and it's like and it and it's done the way that it is um I just love it so much. And of course he released a deluxe album that is two hours long. Um, and he included the, uh, song with Andre 3000 that, uh, that blew me away too. Um, but yeah, I mean this, I, I, I couldn't, I could not have a top 10 list without having this in, in some of my top slots. Um, I could not get enough of this. I still can't. Very nice. Well, my second favorite album of the year was Jubilee by Japanese Breakfast. Uh, I was wondering when that would show up. Michelle Zomer's third record. Uh, just ten tracks carefully stacked on top of each other. Uh, just this bright, stylish indie rock record about finding moments of joy after loss and sadness. Um, I, I just thought it was a really rewarding narrative of jubilee really sonically stunning um captures emotion emotions and the experience human experience just gorgeously um so yeah th- th- this one's only been growing on me all right we're at number one um you're gonna i mean at, at this point i think Corey knows what my number one album is i think i sure do i think anyone who's 
I think anyone who's close to me would know what my number one album is. And that's just because, um, yeah, I, it, it was my, he was my most played artist of 2021 and 2020. Uh, could not get enough of every song on this album. And that is, of course, Nurture by Porter Robinson. If I told, if I, if someone told me that um, Porter Robinson would be my most played and my favorite my most played artist and my favorite album of a year, I would have thought that you're crazy because I'm not really an electronic EDM kind of a, kind of a listener. I'm usually, I'm not really into that music, but he did something on this album that, uh, um, man, uh, I think it was the perfect album for a pandemic year. Uh, it's so uplifting. It's just completely ethereal. Um, it it makes you feel so good. Like, I mean, every time I listen to it and I, I keep going back to these, these songs. Cause I'm just like, man, if I want to get in a, in a good positive mood, um, I will just throw this album on it's, and it's, it's on purpose too, because this album is, it deals directly with Porter breaking out of a creative drought and just not being able to write the music that he wants to write. And not he. This is his first album since Worlds, and that was released seven years ago. And uh, and so during that time, he you know battled with a ton of demons and uh, kind of put together an album that is just a representation of him um, kind of coming into his own. I think. And um, I didn't put this album here just because I got to work for the guy, um, but you know, that was, that was also, uh, just an amazing thing to be able to contribute to this album in some small way. Um, it's just an album that, uh, I think will, uh, forever mean a lot to me, um, going forward for sure. Very nice. I, I, that would have been my guess. Do you have any idea where I'm going with this one? Uh, I'm going to go Little Sims. You guessed it. Sometimes I might be introvert by Little Sims. Mm -hmm. The first time I heard this record, I was like, oh, this is the album of the year. And <laughs> I kind of, I kind of moved away from that a little bit, but yeah, here I am. Uh, bold, it's the album of the year, dude. Bold, vulnerable, just a cinematic album of triumph, 65 minutes front to back, but I, I don't think there's a skip on there. Uh, just an elite rapper showing off every tool in her belt, tearing apart a wide variety of instrumentals with precision and intention. I mean, you go from the drums and fanfare of Introvert, the opening track, the first sing single, to the soothing flow of Woman, to the soul of Two Worlds Apart, to I Love You, I Hate You, that masterpiece. I mean, it, it really did leave me breathless and... I, I would say one thing, I, I recommend this for listening to music in general, but this this is an album you really have to put on a pair of headphones and you kind of kind of isolate yourself, I, isopod style. Um, I, I've recommended <laughs> it to a number of people because I love it, and when you listen to it out loud, I feel like it's not quite the same experience. This is one you kind of got to sit with mm -hmm. and... yeah chew on i agree with that for um, sure and yeah 
I I think Lil Sim should be up there when you're talking about the best rappers rapping right yeah. now. Just yeah. just every syllable, every it just feels so intentional. You can feel the work ethic behind it. She talks um in one of the songs about how she's been practicing these flows, practicing these rhymes, and it's just so apparent how masterful she is at rapping. Yeah, yeah, so true. Um, well, there you have it, top 10 albums uh, from Corey and I. I will like to say, I'm going to throw a little curveball here, Corey. Um, you, weren't, you, didn't, you didn't know I was going to do this, but uh, I'm going to give an honorable mention, and you can give yours, to an album that... Um, you would like to highlight that you did not get to talk about in uh, your top 10. And that for me is Turnstile. Turnstile, the band, came out with a, an album called Glow On. And this was a late album that I got to listen to. And um, it, it didn't make my top 10 just because I think I listened to it too late and I didn't really get the time to really listen to it um, the way that I normally like to. But I think... Um, Gosh, this album is. I, I'm gonna continue to dive into this one. It's um, it's punk, electronic rock, um, little alternative, little indie too. Honestly, there's so much good things about this. Um, really exciting. That's a little honorable mention for me. Gotcha. You did. You did catch me off guard a little bit. Um, I I did want to say that there isn't much of a. Like like all, all ten albums I mentioned, I I think are somewhat interchangeable on my list, and I and I actually mm. kind of do it in tiers. And I thought like the thirteen top albums for me like were very much like the same quality in my head at least. And you mentioned the other three that I have next, and call me if you get lost by Tyler, LP by JPEG, mm-hmm. and absolutely by Dijon. Um, yeah, so okay. I, I don't have too much more to add on that. Uh, I guess one album I kind of would like to highlight a little bit since we didn't talk about it as, uh, in defense of my own happiness. I think I have that right inside my top 20. That was a Matt Ryan, Kaylin Connolly recommendation. Maybe we did talk about it, but that was oh, one that, jo- yeah, joy. Yeah. By joy sure. Oladokun that really stuck with me. So yeah. Yeah. Good call. I'll, I'll have a full 30 top 30 list out if, uh, people, Oh yeah, want to keep on. Oh yeah, we'll we'll post our we'll be posting our top thirty albums of the year on Instagram. So be on the lookout for that. Um, let's get into top ten songs to finish this out here. What do you think? Yeah, we're forty minutes in. So do you do we want to list them? Just do a quick sentence after each, or what? Yeah, just just super super quick. All super right, quick. Well, mine aren't quite in order. Um, my first song is "Criminal" by Mac Homie. Um, nice. We didn't talk about him at all. He's this Haitian-American rapper, Griselda-affiliated. Two albums out this year, Pray for Haiti, was kind of the notable one for me, and this was my favorite one off that, just this soul-sampled looping beat that he just absolutely eats up. Nice. Number 10 uh, for me is Buzz Cut by Brockhampton featuring Danny Brown. Uh, I mentioned this when I was talking about Roadrunner. Amazing, amazing intro banger track to start that roadrunner album off um brockhampton really really doing things on this on this album oh wait no i'm sorry that's number nine number 10 for me i was i i I looked at the wrong thing number 10 is texas by james ivy james ivy one of my favorite up-and-coming artists 
right now. Look out for James Ivey. He came out with an EP this year called Good Grief. Really, really enjoyed that. I got to see him in concert. Um, puts on a great show. Um, yeah, super looking forward to what he's got uh, coming down the pipe. So there's my 10 and my number 9. Hey, take two. Uh, mine aren't really in order. Sorry. Uh, my next song is Both All the Time by Faye Webster. Um, saddest song of the year. Th- th- this is the hook. There's a difference between lonely and lonesome, but I'm both all the time. I'd, I'd, I, mm. I love that hook. I mean, mm. I, I don't think it's, it's quite true. There's some that'll, moments that'll of it. joy on I Know I'm Funny, haha, but that's kind of... I, I mean, you know that feeling. When you're going through bad times, it feels like it's going to last forever, and that's just a yep. devastating hook, and I love it. Yeah, it just feels like it's going to keep going and going. Yep, I know the feeling. Uh, number, well, I guess we're, I'm on number eight now, huh? Why not? Number eight, number eight is Little Things by Big Thief. Uh, this was a single that they released oh, earlier yeah. in 2021. Boy, this is, uh, my favorite Big Thief track I've ever heard. hundred percent. Uh, I have no problem saying that. I love the guitar on this song. I don't know what they did, but man, oh man, this guitar, uh, with her voice, with Adrian's voice, oh my gosh! Yeah, just just Unre- pencil in that uh, big thief record on my top ten list for next year because the singles leading up to this thing are ridiculous. <laughs> Bud Infinity, Stupid. that newest one. Whew. My next song is "In the Fire" by Dave. Um, also was on my album list, but it it begins with this sample of gospel choir. Um, from "Have You Been Tried in Fire?" and then there's four unlisted features. Um, I mean, really. So there's five verses from five of British rap's biggest stars. Fredo, Meeks, Get, Giggs, and then Dave finishes off. And they go back to back to back to back to back, bouncing off one another on their upbringing, status, and future, and it's glorious. Nice. Next up for me is 8.22 AM by Big Red Machine featuring LaForce. This, to me, has has always, ever since I heard it, felt like the part two version to Forest Green from Big Red Machine's debut album. Um, just feels like you're like driving through a forest on like a cloudy, rainy day. Um, yeah, uh, just super mellow, really relaxing song. Um, the lyrics are devastating, of course, but uh, yeah, um, uh, just the perfect. Pacific Northwest song, to be honest with you. Hey. That's, um, next we have, uh, from, from the Pacific Northwest to Latin America, we have really? Peppas by Faruka. Uh, he is a Puerto Rican pop star, and I discovered this song being around baseball, and it is just beautiful got this crooning auto-tune hook that leads into this upbeat chanting chorus and it's just about you know having fun partying and it's in spanish and it's so catchy huge song in latin america and for good reason Mm. so check that one out if you haven't all right another great uh upbeat song um that is uh, Spinning by No Rome featuring Charlie XCX and the 1975. This was uh, released earlier uh, 2021. This was just a single. Um, and uh, it, yeah, I mean, like it's a No Rome song technically, but Charlie XCX to me steals the show um, on, this al- on, this, uh, on this song. 
um, great electronic, uh, uh, groove, um, like, yeah, I, I, I dare anybody to listen to this song and not, uh, not be positive, um, just, uh, uh, really gets you in the, in a, in a, in a great mood and, uh, really wanted to, uh, you know, get up and dance a little bit too. Next we have quite possibly the biggest song I've ever put on a favorite songs list. I, I used to be quite the music gatekeeper and tried to, to avoid the, you know, radio play songs. But next we have Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo. It. it was her third it. single leading up to her huge debut record. And it's gotten so much dude. radio play. And I just love it more every time I listen to it. Maybe maybe oh. I'm too emotional. Uh, it just captures the essence of heartbreak so well. And she's she kind of goes all over the place on this song. And I... I I think her tonality and singing and everything about it is just pretty perfect. Oh, you're so different. You are just so different now going with the mainstream hits. Ugh, unbelievable. Um, next up for me is, uh, Silk Chiffon, uh, by Muna, who was a, 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 a trio of women who I had never heard before, before this song featuring, Phoebe Bridgers, uh, tell me you don't want you listen to the song and you don't want to like go roller skating or something. Just like put on those old like '90s sweatbands and just like go for a little ride around town. Um, I, I've never really been in the mood to do that until I heard this song and uh, kind of like spinning, really upbeat, really positive, um, really positive tune. Phoebe, our girl, obviously killing it on this song brings a great feature that's uh that's my number that's my fifth favorite song of the year next i have hypotheticals by lake street dive uh i believe this was an aunt laura wreck we liked that album but we this was the song that stood out to me and i hear in like every coffee shop i go into just kind of a track about the possibility of a new great relationship kind of that honeymoon phase so catchy mm. just boisterous excitement love the song just get out of here get out of town i've been playing a lot of hypotheticals in my mind go ahead yeah yep. just sing it uh fourth up for me my fourth favorite um musician by porter robinson uh yeah Freaking these! I mean, three just upbeat bangers in a row that I've just uh, I've just come out with here. Um, but uh, I think what really I mean I love this song in general. But then like I saw how this song was made and how he used an old demo tape from a song that he was making with Caro Caro Benito and kind of chopped it up together and that like that was made to be like the driving melody of this song and then he just added some drums over it and that's how you get musician. I just think that is just amazing. Um, especially just like, you know, taking a song that that was supposed to be made and then making it into like something completely new. I just love that so much. Um, not to mention that the song is, um, song is all about, uh, you know, just like just the joy, uh, of being creative and making something, um, that's yours and something that you like kind of have control over. Um, 
yeah, it's, it's kind of like kind of the, uh, I would say like the anthem for, um, Porter breaking out of that creative drought. Very cool. Next, uh, I will say these, these 10 songs, I, I don't keep a collective list through the year. So there is some recency bias, uh, towards songs I've been listening to recently, but next I have too late now by wet leg. Uh, my new, oh, nice. my new favorite band of all time, uh, British indie rock duo, uh, Rianne Tisdale and Hester Chambers. They called this song, uh, sleepwalking into adulthood kind of got this glimmery, peaceful opening that slowly builds into everything going wrong and driving a car into the sea, utter chaos. And it's an incredible track and I am so hyped for their debut record coming out in February. I believe they have four songs mm. out now and i am loved everyone loving them them. i'm loving them yeah totally all righty uh number three for me that is off the grid by kanye west featuring playboy cardi and fivio foreign uh i think what makes this song for me not only just does kanye like rap his ass off for the last two minutes of this song um my favorite part is when like the beat is like you can like hear this kind of like faint drum like kind of drill beat in the background the whole song but then when Fivio comes in with his verse it just like hits so hard and it becomes this super hype drill song um and it's it's so perfect um yeah yeah i mean what 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 more can you say nice next i have too good by arlo parks um, that was one of our most anticipated albums going into last year, Collapse mm-hmm. in Some Beams. And I thought in a lot of ways it didn't quite live up to my expectations. But uh, this song kind of show, shows you why we're, we're believers here at Isopod. Um, has two yeah. great hooks. Why we make the simplest things so hard. Um, I, I just think she has a really bright future. And this song is a great example of that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right uh number two is rodeo clown by dijon an absolute heartbreaking um slow melodic song from dijon uh uh one of the singles leading up to his absolutely debut um and yeah i mean like it, it's all it's all about kind of lost love and uh just like really um trying to convince the other person that they're that they're missing out it, it it he sings for about it it feels like you know i think 30 seconds just you're missing out you're missing out and then he just starts to break down crying in the song and it gets me every time my uh final pick i, I kind of went back and forth on which ka song i should choose um, but I went with everybody up the intro track. I don't even know if it, if it's a good song choice. I don't know if it stands alone as a single, but it's just a brilliant song. Um, it starts with the sample from the scared straight documentary, um, about a program where convicts tell troubled youth about the court horrors of life in prison. And they say, everything I tell you today up here, I'm going to show it to you in black and white. And then Ka comes in and says, trying to make it from the bottom, pull everybody up. Always felt if I fail, everybody's stuck. And mm. it's just it's just a really cool opener. 
and you get mm-hmm. I, I mean I just want to read this first line too where where I'm from was dilapidated I can say this destructions what what that created so I mean this whole album's about kind of uh his his hometown of Brownsville Brooklyn and kind of the death and despair there and I I just think this song uh c- kind of gives that message of not giving up on anyone despite their circumstances and him making Mm -hmm. it from there and yeah seeing the best in convicts troubled youth because we've all got somewhere to go and we should all be given a chance so i thought that was a really cool opening track yeah and cool record from ka that's really cool um well I kind of broke a, an isopod. This is a, a, hit, a unwritten isopod rule. I think um, typically we don't like to put uh, an artist twice on our favorite song list. But I did that this year just because these two songs are two of my most played songs of the year. I love every one of them so much. This one is easily my song of the year. Not even close. It's been my song of the year ever since it got released. Look at the Sky by Porter Robinson is the anthem of 2021. It felt like when the pandemic was like kind of, you know, when the vaccine came out and we were kind of allowed to like get back to normal life a little bit. And, you know, during the summertime when like things were pretty much all open and like, I don't know, we kind of forgot there was a pandemic going on for a little bit. Um the song felt like a perfect, just kind of like, I don't know, kind of coming out of your shell and like being uh, just so thankful for uh, just like being alive. And um, yeah, like it, it, it just, it, it's a song about like kind of redemption and kind of taking everything in and living in the moment. Um yeah. Uh, first time I heard this song, he le- he performed it in like a virtual concert. And ever since then, I've just been uh, it's just been a song that's just like it's um, just felt really close to me, honestly. And uh, uh, it's uh, one of the reasons why I was really looking forward to this album was that song. And uh, yeah, it's a song that means a lot to me for sure. Well, very cool. We got. Our end of the year list. There you have it. There you have it. Uh, always a fun episode. I get, it's it's bordering on an hour now. So uh, thanks to anyone who's still listening. If if you're Stuck out there. Stuck around. Um, but uh, season four upcoming. Hopefully we'll get some more episodes in. Uh, in the earlier parts. Yeah, let's get of some good music going. We got weekend this weekend. That's right. <laughs> the weekend this weekend. How about weekend that? Weekend coming out Friday. Start started yeah. early. There you go. But uh, thanks for always us tuning in and uh, let us know what we missed. What were your favorite al- uh, albums, songs of 2021? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we, I'm sure we missed some. Um, yeah, cool. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see you in uh, in season four. Happy New Year's. Doot 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 doot.